100 times. And I am here with John Guzan. Hello. And Wayne. Hello. Uh, we are here to discuss the upcoming NFL season. Uh, yeah, it's about that time. It's about time for us to talk about what's going You know, it's just the thing. It's America's game. It's what we do. It's what we love. Let's get ready for some football. Let's get ready for some football. Um, most people don't pin me for it because I tend to be like our comic book guy, our movie guy, but I... I am a scream at the TV every Sunday, <laughs> yell like NFL is one of those things Clutch I follow. Rasa. I do. I just follow it, and and it always surprises people. But, but yeah. So I I I'm I'm really excited and really into it. It's just that thing that during this time of year, everybody's like, "What are you doing Sunday?" If your plans happen to align with me watching football all day, that's great. But that's what I do. Uh, so as far as you guys, how does how does football factor into your like? Are you, are you guys like diehards, or are you kind of sort of like, sort of like on the on the middle? I'm a lifelong Cardinals fan, and I find myself sitting on the couch in a corner by myself, biting my knuckles and hating myself a little bit for enjoying football so much. <laughs> Most of the year, I find myself to be a very highfalutin literary type. So Highfalutin? Like, yeah. <laughs> but you're a little bit of a highfalutin athletic type. I mean, yeah, I mean... You know, you. I mean, I mean, my point is, you've written a lot of sports stuff, and you first came to us, you had some sports experience... And so that's what you started to do. But, of course, you can handle a little bit more than that. But even when you do the your sports pieces, they're very highbrow or high-flutin. Esoteric, as if Esoteric, you will. Esoteric, if you will. Yeah, I spend the majority of the year writing about how terrible all athletes are and all professional sports <laughs> organizations are, and then I just feed the beast. Yeah, nobody's, nobody's arguing and saying that they're the best people on the planet, and nobody's <laughs> arguing and saying, you know. But it it's is, entertainment. It's, undeni- it's undeniable... I don't know what it is about it, just the drama of it and all the, you know... And, I mean, hey, most of these people end up really hurt. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> Ultimately. Yeah, and uh, as far as my football background goes, oh, yeah, John Guzan here, um, if you you know care. But, Fearless uh, leader. The deep voice, it's my smoking habit. Anyway, um, I was a Denver Broncos friend, the Orange Crush. That's what got it. And also because my dad liked the, the Dallas Cowboys. I was born in 1989. I'm unfamiliar. Yeah. So 1977, <laughs> uh, for everybody who doesn't know, um, you know, it was my first exposure. Uh, became a Raiders fan to just football. because. Right, right. Right, to football. Um, actually, you know, I remember my first real memory of a football game was going to see Penn State play. And I wasn't touched, by the way. <laughs> you didn't go to the uh, showers, 19, did you? 19, about 1979, freezing to death. My happy memory, memory of that was the hot chocolate I got. Um, but, you know, I played Pop Warner, got beat around on practice teams in high school, so I played some football, got beat up. Had, you know, plenty of concussions and broken fingers, but uh, I was more of a baseball player. But love football. Cardinals fan. Um, you know, I happen to know through my sister some people, so um, that, you know, I happen to be at some one of the former Phoenix 40s house when they, when they heard that the Cardinals were going to come to town, so... It was even one of those special things for me where I had told my friends at the playground uh, or, you know, in 1988, 89, I guess it wasn't the playground, I guess it was in high school. Sure. But uh, uh, I remember telling the kids at school, I not. Oh, no, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, well, maybe that was my girlfriend. No. Um, <laughs> but anyway, a connection to the Cardinals. Of course, hey, we can have fun, Wayne. I know you haven't done these podcasts before, but they're all about being funny and entertaining. Anyway, take so, your highfalutin hat yeah, off. Yeah, take hat your highfalutin hat, hat off and put it in a corner. It looks similar to uh, Bruce Arians' hat. <laughs> it, it, does. It, does. It, does. it does. But, you know, long story short, love the Cardinals. Always do. You know, the rest of it now, my wife doesn't really allow me to get as into football as I am into basketball or baseball because we have to have some sort of agreement or else. Sure. It would be sports all the time in my house, so that's our agreement. There's got to be some divide of like. She gives yeah. me, um, she gives me no football. I sneak the Cardinals. Yeah. Football, so <laughs> that's the thing with me because I don't have a specific team. Like, so I just love the sport, and like people tend to give me a little crap for that. But like, I, that's my thing is it's so time consuming when you're not it that is. way because like it's just because it's everything. It's and now it's Thursday night. Sometimes you get Saturday games, all day Sunday, Tuesday. Monday night. You know, it's, so it's just, it's, it really is just like an incredibly time-consuming thing. You know, and besides that, they're going to, you know, the NFL is going to totally shut down a couple presidential debates. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Take off the highfalutin hats. Right. I, I want to go back to what you said about watching it in secret because <laughs> I feel like I should do that more. Because being a Cardinals fan specifically has always been like main, mainlining heroin to me. Yes, a little. Like, there are just these brief moments where it makes you feel good. Right. For the most part, you're lying in a pool of your own drool. Yeah. Or and asleep you, standing up. Or you find your, or you wake up in a hospital. We've had you a don't good, know how you got there. We've had a good few years 
for the most part, but like even those few good years have been marred with just like oh, and with Carson Palmer, just, six turnovers, just, and me just horrible heartbreak, sleeping in a pool of my own vomit. But even well, it's back, like everything else. Only one team yeah, can hoist yeah. the trophy. Yeah, but that team is like, never the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. Never, but that team is never the Arizona team, so, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, the Cardinals participated in what might, maybe one of the top five best Super Bowls of all time, but didn't come out, you know. Oh, yeah. you know. And I think that's their lot, and I think that's our lot as fans. It, a little bit, yeah. Well, you know, not every team can be the Yankees or the Steelers, right? Mm-hmm. No, but we're not the, even the But it's different in the NFL. It's point. like, in the NFL, at least in, to some degree, you can't buy a championship like, you know, the Yankees can. Like, you know, it's a little bit... It's kind of what I like about football. There is sort of this it's weird a podcast for another day. Yeah. It is a podcast for another day for sure. But all right, well let's okay. So we're all we're all Cardinals, Cardinals fans. We're all from here. So moving into the season, I have sort of a. Uh, I didn't think Palmer was the guy they should have went after when they went after him. Now I've been proven wrong to some degree, but I still stand by that he was just aging a little bit. And by went after, you mean Steve Kime cummed into a napkin and was like, "Hey Raiders, you want to trade?" Sure, something like <laughs> they that. They gave up like a seventh round pick two years later, so it wasn't like they. It wasn't a big deal, but but the, I felt at the time, <laughs> I felt at the time that there were probably better ways, you know, because yeah, because it seems it seems like I checked that this organization, especially you know, you go from a guy like Kurt Warner oh, yeah, no. who was aging out, and then you go to a guy like Carson Palmer who's aging, you know, you you, you don't seem to be nabbing like your long-term franchise guy and now again Palmer's had a few great seasons but he's getting why'd you leave on Max Hall <laughs> and uh who's what was the another bridge. joker from the Browns I can't even remember John Skelton John Skelton <laughs> no, no we actually drafted Frankenstein Skel- we actually drafted Frankenstein? Skelton no, you know. there, there were a, there were a few in there uh, Derek Anderson Derek Anderson I take this fucking serious <laughs> he, that does. Guy. Yeah. he does he does but, so but, okay, seriously, so, he got cut. Yeah, but so but so point being, you know, he's definitely not young now. You know, he's moving into another season after the two knees are like. How do you guys feel about him going going into the season? Like, are you confident about it, or are you like just? I think they're going to go twelve and four, and he's going to take a dump in the postseason again. Cause you think gonna, they're going to go twelve and four? That's I think guess? they're going to. I think they're going to play well in the regular season again, and then disappoint us all again. Hopefully, they'll get uh, placed up against Mike McCarthy, who will find a way to lose against them. Sure, game. sure. At least get a first round. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's tough to to even say the way the Cardinals are going to play this year. I mean, if you guys have watched any of the preseason games, you know they're not going to look like that. I mean, no. Arians has a totally different plan. And a sneaking suspicion in my mind, and maybe we can bring out this up a little bit, is you know we had talked at uh, you know before we started the podcast, we were just kind of chit chatting, and I talked about the Johnson Johnson and Ellington law sure, firm. Sure, sure. And. I think you brought up Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, right. the original law firm right back. Yeah, um, but that's a totally different dynamic that wasn't there even last year. I mean, we were, felt really lucky to get Chris Johnson because we didn't have an established back. Yeah. And we we're still saying, can Ellington stay healthy all year? No. Um, you know, what is David Johnson, rookie, high third round pick? Yeah, he he. There was high hopes after after yeah. what he did in training camp. But, you know, it was Chris Johnson's show, and I think, you know, the line and some other things, I think we're going to see a different type of offense this year, maybe going more back to what um, Arians was able to do in Pittsburgh earlier, where they're able to give Palmer a little bit more protection. So hopefully he's healthier going into the postseason sure. because he's handing the ball off more. But still, the thing is with, with Arians, even when you talk about that, the fact remains that he's going to take his shots downfield. And when those shots downfield happen is you get more of a chance of injury in the quarterback because it takes longer for those plays yeah, to develop. Sure. So he's still going to do that. So, you know, it's kind of a, is it going to come to fruition even if the running game's better? I don't know. He still can get hurt. You know, maybe the best thing is if you clinch for a playoff spot early and you just go with Stanton. Which they could because the back half of their season is the more difficult. Yeah, but we'll be looking at Palmer being 37 years old heading into the postseason. And, I mean, that's just at that age where. How old are you, John? Shut up. Wait, no. I am 40-something. Right. So you're an old quarterback. I, but you can't Yeah, but luckily I don't get hit by 300-pound people. I do feel like after the age of 35, you really are riding that weird, like, year by year. You know, like, it's the same thing. Just these great quarterbacks all of a sudden have that steep drop-off year. And, and but, you know. Yeah, also, you know, I mean, I was reading a story earlier this preseason. Vinny uh, Testa Reddy's still producing. Yeah, Vinny Testa. Yeah, you know, Vinny's an example. Um, Adam Vinatieri. I mean, George Blanda, for, 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 you know, if you really want to be an old guy like me. Um, do you guys know who George Blanda is? Was he on, like, a 70s sitcom or something? <laughs> that does um, sound like a very The sitcom. oldest guy to play. really kind of did most kicking, but still, he played until he was over 40. Jim Plunkett. 
I mean, but you know, well, making these names. I, I know you now. You know. <laughs> oh, I know Jim Plunkett is. No, I, 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 I told you I was a Raiders fan. I digress. Right? I digress. He was an LA Raiders. But I, the story that I read with Palmer was that he even he you know he was saying that he thinks he can maybe get four or five more years in. They talk about the way quarterback. <laughs> well, the way quarterbacks take care of their bodies yeah. these days. It is a different thing. I mean, the way nutrition is, the way um, you can really train for your weaknesses. Um, and, you know, it is so much of a mental game. You're not asking these guys to be, um, you know, Colin Kaepernick. You know, we could get to him later. Unless you want to. I mean, that kind of running quarterback. Yeah, I, I, think that's, yeah, I think no one's asking their quarterback to be Colin Kaepernick right now. <laughs> well, but also, nobody. But also, there was like that two years I don't mean where everybody was. Colin Kaepernick. No, but, the, but really, in all seriousness, there was those couple of years where everybody was flirting with the, oh, these running quarterbacks are going to be the. And then like, they were like, oh, the, every, all these guys went down within a season. You know, like, and, yeah. and, and, you and, know. and even Russell Wilson to this, you know, he's got a little bit, he's got some legs. He can extend some Oh, he's legs. squirrely as hell, but the, you give him a couple more years when he starts, his legs start getting a little tired, you know, we're going to see, you know. Yeah. His legs might get a little tired. He might start kneeling during that national anthem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we'll see the real Patriots. <laughs> the real Patriots. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, back to the real question, I yeah, think. Yeah, um, for sure. Right. I mean, I hate to, I hate to just, you know, kind of. Dismiss Wayne because I think he's totally right, and I think we need to get to these Colin Kaepernick we'll issue today. You can um, dismiss but, me; it's fine. No, no, no. Hey, our managing editor never dismiss you ever. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's a different dynamic of quarterbacks. Now, to answer your question too, Palmer will be fine. Do the Cardinals need to find somebody decent at some point? Does it need to be more of an imperative? You know, maybe I don't know. You know, Stanton did okay. He would have been able to maybe get them past. Um, you know, two years ago when they ended up having to go with uh, uh, Max Hall, Derek Anderson. No, Tom I mean Skelton, after that, uh, Kevin Cobb. And they went to the playoffs and lost to Carolina. Oh, Ryan uh, in Lind- Carolina, San Diego's, San Diego's yeah. finest. You know, I mean, it's it's a it's a different dynamic. I mean, Barkley had a good game the other day. You know, I I, I don't know what that means, but it it's would been a be long nice. time since someone in Phoenix has said that. <laughs> Mark, it, it, it doesn't. I don't think it means. <laughs> or Matt Liner. I don't. I don't weigh much on preseason just because of the way those games are played. So I mean, you're sure Barkley could have a good game in preseason, but what does that really mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, but it's 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 also the dynamic. No one's gonna have the situation that the 49ers had with Montana and Young. No. I mean, it's it's not gonna happen. Those guys are gonna well, go those somewhere else. Well, with Favre and Rodgers. And with the yeah. salary cap and the way things are, you can't pay them anymore. Well, they also lucked into Rodgers at the end of the first round. Who did? He was a projected top 10 pick, ended up falling to, I think, 24, which lessens the salary hit. Which well, that was the year Alex long. Smith went first. Yeah. And then, hey, Alex Smith has still, to this day, one of the best yeah. winning records in the NFL. So yeah. don't, you know, for and one he's year. never thrown a pass over six and a half yards. Oh, he we has. Need to, we need to verify that. But I'm in a 16, oh, yeah, we need to verify. All the Kansas say, City Chiefs won an entire season without a wide receiver scoring a touchdown. All I'll say, all I'll say is all that matters in the NFL when you only play 16-game season is the win. Alex Smith presents a great opportunity for teams to win. In the regular season, I would. I was thrilled. Are you, one of the best postseason games was the last year with 49ers, with him in that New Orleans game. It was when he was still with San Francisco and they played against uh, the Saints. It was one of the best postseason games I've ever seen in my life. And then they shipped him off in favor of a guy who can't even read a playbook. Yeah, and that was their fault. Like that was that was not you know. I'm just saying I'm a huge Alex Smith proponent. Like now, granted, I would take no no doubt in my mind. You take Rogers over Smith. Like oh, yeah. now, I'm just saying that you know people look at at that time. They're like, oh my god, they took Alex Smith over. Alex Smith is no why. You know what I mean? That was no wash. Like he's a good. Yeah, he's I, very good. Alex Smith is a quarterback you can win with if you have a really good running game. Mm, I don't. I I think that Jamal Charles. Yeah, but I'm just saying they happen to have a very good ring. I think that's part of it. But I think that Alex Smith is very capable. You know, like more. He had a lot of chances in San Francisco, and he didn't really do anything until that last year. Uh, what he was there for seven seasons, seven different offensive coordinators, like what three or four different head coaches. It was a constant yeah, revolving system. Yeah, good quarterbacks are good quarterbacks. They might not be as good. Good. I think you look at the great quarterbacks have had some stability around them. Oh yeah, but I but so I think like now as soon as Alex Smith found some stability, he. Found the legs in his career, so I. But think if you look at his actual numbers, how he compares to like top tier quarterbacks in the league, I would I would venture to guess they're nowhere near. But I, yeah, but I would also venture that stats are overrated in terms of like the stat that matters the most is the winning column. Yeah, but I, my what I would contend is that the winning on that team is more up to their defense, which is 
above average their offensive line and their running backs, which are all yeah. they actually have. To I'm not saying that Alex Smith has not had good teams surrounding him. I'm just saying that I think that he is one of the most wrongly, incorrectly evaluated players in the league, I think, personally. I, I think he's a league average quarterback, which is better than a lot of teams have to deal with these days. They That's don't true. have Max Hall. That's true. Yeah. And by the in, way... Yeah, in a league where where Max Hall was a starting quarterback within the past, what, five years? Very, That's, yeah. Having a league average quarterback is nothing to, to and stop if, at. If anyone puts Max Hall onto this podcast and wonders why we're ripping on him, check his stats and also see if he's alive. Still smoking I don't crap. think anyone <laughs> wonders. Do they, I don't think anyone's like, oh man, why are they ripping on Max Hall? Well, I, I think, think there's a little extra onus on us when he got busted for smoking meth or crap. While he was a high school football Yeah, yeah. while he was a high school right. football player. I don't, yeah, I don't oh, think. Hey, and, but and, all the best wait, to wait, Max wait, Hall. Sorry. I hope he got well. Yeah, me too. I, I do. Hope he got sure. well. All the best to Max No, but I just mean that I don't think anyone's like questioning like why we would... No. I just wanted to bring up the Local legend. I just wanted to... I know what you wanted to do. Okay, wait. Wayne fact check. In 2015, Max Hall, I mean Max Hall, <laughs> Alex Smith did attempt 150 passes over 11 attempt. yards. Okay. But he only completed 37.5% of them. I'd say. Um, or no, 28% okay. of them. And uh, uh, under under five yards, um, he completed 42%. Well, good. And he. Uh, my hype, my, maybe I was a he, bit hyperbolic. But and I'd 290 say, attempts under 11. Yeah, so. No, I just, I just thought. Point, that, I'd say point. That's kind of the point I was making. I just want to show that, you know, we're Dunker, actually having is, some substance. And Dink and Dunker works when you have a Jamal Charles in the backfield. The problem is, is Jamal Charles' knees are probably only better than Teddy Bridgewater's at this point. Yeah, but you also so, have Nile Davis. and. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm saying yeah, they yeah, still yeah. could have some success. It's an, Once mm-hmm. again, it's an Andy Reid-led team, so that success say. will get them just about as far as the Cardinals will get, which is a championship. Yeah, and I guess it, it comes down to is if you can be old and overweight and play quarterback, then why wouldn't Andy Reid just quarterback his own team? <laughs> well, I'd, I think Alex Smith would probably have more luck in that offense if Andy Reid stopped formatting his playbook like a menu. Well, I, yeah. When you're hungry, you're hungry. Yeah. Um, all right, so just before we move on from the Cardinals, uh, is there anything else we want to check? Because, like, I just personally, I, I'm worried about old man Palmer's glass knee. That's my, yeah. like, that's my concern. It's a viable concern. Yeah, like, that's, you know, because I, I, I love what the guy's done. I just did, you can't argue with it. If he just takes one bad shot on that knee, it's like. Yeah, because they, they can go 9-7 and seven with Stanton. I think Stanton proved that. Sure. But 9-7 and seven might get you nothing. Yeah. I mean, they went... What, you can go 10, ten and six and not get in. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's a viable concern. Yeah, I mean, you know, pretty much every quarterback's that way, though, in the NFL, don't you think? I mean, it's like if, you know, you have a major knee injury or you lose your number one quarterback, you're going to be in trouble that year. I think it's compounded by the fact they have three new offensive linemen. Yeah. Um, one one of which the center couldn't win the job last year. Yeah. So uh, that – and uh, then a rookie who didn't even get on the field last year and then a 34-year-old – who, all he's an all pro, but in Evan Mathis, but you know he's getting up there. He's getting you, but that's what I'm saying. But that's the thing. A lot of the pieces that work for the Cardinals are getting up there. You know, Fitz is yeah. getting up there. Um, Fitz is still a very reliable receiver, but he's also you know he's more of a leader now, and he's more he's but a he, slot guy as opposed to a slot guy. You know, but because he is getting you know, so you know we're getting to the point now where some of these guys are going to start you know aging out of it, and you know then you know you might miss this window of opportunity that, that's been presented to the team. And then on the defense, I think you can't not address the cornerback situation. They've got Patrick Peterson and then nothing else on the other side. Yeah. None of those guys can seem to lock down the starting job. Yeah, which is unfortunate because you do have arguably the best corner in the league in Patrick Peterson. If you ask Patrick Peterson, for I sure. <laughs> no, he is, no he's, he's definitely top five, like, unarguably, and then could be number could be, one. Uh, uh, but no one says that more than Patrick yeah, Peterson. But, but, right, but but I think on any given Sunday he could easily yeah, he's be a shutdown. Team. He's yeah. definitely a shutdown, shutdown corner. One and he's got his diabetes under control. And he's got his diabetes. Yep. He's and, got the diabetes under control. And which let's not forget an, an insanely good punt returner, which could be like, you know, just a crazy game changer depending so on... So one thing I want to bring up from Hard Knocks, it's not Hard Knocks, what's the Amazon knockoff? I didn't get to watch it yet. Um, everyone, everyone's given Patrick Peterson cookies in that show. If I, my top cornerback is suffering from diabetic, diabetes, yeah. then why would I keep shoving sugar down his throat? Hey. I think that's the Cardinals in a nutshell. Hey, Brimley, cut it out. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, go yeah, back because yeah. we all have to... We all seem to forget the Bidwills still own this team. Yeah. <laughs> I don't ever forget that. I saw, no Nick Michael Bidwell. I saw Mike Bidwell at Scottsdale Fashion Square the By other the way, day, let's, and his shorts are as short as advertised. There are oh, a lot of people is, who aren't is. as ingrained in the, the who might be listening to this, who listen, you know, pay attention to more. 
the Bidwells or who own the Cardinals. And have owned them for millennia. For, and they kind of... <laughs> it just feels like it. Now, lately, the Cardinals have been not... They've been a good team, let's say, for the past five years. Mm-hmm. But I think that was more by accident. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the Bidwells have sort of cursed this team into just being... I think they walked backwards into some good hires. No I, one I, wanted Bruce Arians, so I they hired him. I think, they figured, a, I think that's, exact, they, I think that's exactly Steve, what happened. They walked then, backwards. And, and then Steve Kahn well, I mean, was an internal guy who ended up getting promoted high enough and made some good decisions. We got yeah. lucky with Palmer. We got lucky with some of these drafts. Chris you know. Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and we can say that, you know, we, we can blame the Bidwells, but it really is, it was, you know, old man Bidwell. Graves. Yeah. yeah I mean, no. no uh, totally agree. It that's fair. That's you know, fair. It was, it, 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 Bill Bidwell was the guy that completely made it so that the Cardinals had one playoff appearance with, wanna, in, in the Don Corio. You want to hear my theory on this? <laughs> no. Of course I want Mr. your theory. Mr. Right. please. So, <laughs> the, the vast majority of NFL teams, someone bought them. Someone got rich with an enormous company and bought them. You know, sure. it's their passion project. Yeah, John so Bon Jovi willing, owns an arena team. So they're right? willing to just anymore, they're willing they're to just spend whatever. You know, I want a good team, so I'm just throwing money at it. Yeah. The Bidwells, this is the family business. Right. This is it's what sustains the family. Right. I mean, but I mean, okay, yeah, Michael, saying that it's all they got is not much, though. I mean, no, it's billions it's worth billions of dollars. Right. But I'm saying it's, so they, it's all we but have. They, but they know. run it like their like business, they, as opposed to these other guys who have their business and then run it like their passion project. They're and not I running it like a. They're not running it like a, a hot rod that you keep parked in the garage. So it's, you, you're running it like the day to day driver. Yeah, you're running it. And know, so yeah. that's why forever they they were never signing that free agent that you wanted. They were always signing that free agent that you wanted six years later. Uh, Emmett Smith, yeah. the yeah. weird Emmett yeah, Smith we got, thing. Yeah, we Edger and James. Yeah. Got to watch Emmett Smith walk around in a concussed delusion for three years. And talking bad about the team. 650 the yards. Also. That's because he thought he was still playing for the Cowboys. <laughs> he forgot. That was such a man. I just even remember I was fairly young at the time. I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, you know, just. Well, you know, I, hey, and, and, and like I started to say, I think I really think Bill Bidwell was a totally different oh, dynamic. He remembered. Sure. And, and the Cardinals were, too. I mean, as we know, they were the secondary team in, 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 in Chicago. Um, they let. They never really had their own stadium. They left to go For to St. <laughs> no, they leave. They, they leave Chicago and go to St. Louis, and you're you're the St. Louis Cardinals. So you're even. You can be secondary to the baseball team because they're also named the Cardinals, yeah. and everyone just assumes that you're talking about the baseball team when you say St. Louis Cardinals. So, and I think when they came here, obviously they played second fiddle to the Sun Devils. They played in that. We talk about we've you know going to Cardinals games. We all know what it was like. It's nothing more terrifying than only being as tall as that trough urinal. <laughs> right. my, I made my dad carry me. Like, it's yeah. also that's, I mean, I mean, but that's, it's not just that. I mean, my point was You're is at that the it's dick also level of everyone else in there, and their aim's not great. This is important. No, uh, no. <laughs> this, is this is important. Dick level when you're a kid is no, important. No, it is. It's definitely it, important. Now, just before John rounds out his point, speaking of Penn today, just before John important. rounds out his point, because I do think it is worth noting, people do very easily forget, and especially if you didn't look for it, we were an NFL team playing in a college stadium. For, in a bad college stadium. Yeah, in a right. bad college stadium. For, right. One that had group urinals. As do, you, do you know how like weird that is? You know, like and how kind of embarrassing <laughs> that is? Yeah. Or, or row seats. Things. They didn't have really specific No, you sat seats. on concrete stairs. Concrete stairs at some points or hot aluminum, and you had. Do you see that scar on that's, my hand? And, that and Wayne is, is showing me his left hand, no, right below two. his bottom thumb, his right hand. That too. is from falling on those concrete stairs when I was six years old in Sunday okay, State. Okay, so point being, my so girlfriend fell in '98 when we clinched the playoffs too. She fell down. So we are. Their so, so we as Cardinals fans are noticeably hesitant about the Bidwells, but as you were saying, yeah, they didn't have a revenue stream either. I mean. You know, they, they came here, and like I said, I had some connection to a guy in the Phoenix 40. Part of it was they promised them a stadium. When the, and, and the Bidwells always said, you give us a stadium, we have the money to spend, because then we could be rich people and spend your money. That, I mean, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Behind the lines, I mean, I'll say, you know, that's really what it comes down to. They had the money before to spend, but they really wanted to make sure they stayed wealthy and do it. And now they can do it. I mean, Michael Bidwell is a former U.S. attorney. He's not as... Um, old-fashioned as his father, I would say, but he's definitely, um, you know, met him on a few different things when they first were going to put the Cardinal Stadium up in the West Side. I was working for a newspaper at the time, and 
you know, he co- of course came out there and I he came stepping off the bus and I asked him a question and he just basically told me to go mind my own business, you little poor little reporter who doesn't know crap and get out of my way. And from a little gnome, I didn't take that very well. But of course, I'm a journalist, so I didn't say anything. Um, well, at least at the time I was. I was working in a community newspaper. Now I'm more of a magazine writer and doing podcasts. I can, call him a li- I can call him a gnome and get away like with me. it. But, um, you know, I think the dynamic has changed. And For obviously sure. they sell out. I mean, we could, you know, it's, we can look it up. They've sold out since they moved there. Yeah, but you know what? But the, a good reason for that is, though, I gotta say, it's a pleasant experience going to that stadium. Besides, mm-hmm. having, it is. besides having to be in Glendale, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll get, grant you that. No, but I mean, like this, the, the stadium. It's a damn fine football experience to go to that stadium. It really is. So it's changed a lot. Oh yeah, it, it, it it's changed a lot. Besides the revenue that they bring in, it it's a better. I mean, people want to play there. I think you know, you don't have. You have some older veterans, and they go, okay, so I'm going to, in September, I'm going to have to play, what time? <laughs> At 11 a.m., 1 a.m., and we're going to have to play in what, in 103 weather? You know? I, I think a lot of guys just didn't want to play in it, and it, 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 it does. It changes the dynamic, but you also have different hires. And, and the last part I want to make on that was we talked about backing into a great hire of Kime, a backing into a great hire of Arians, um, but they still, that... We have to understand that a lot of that culture shift changed under want, uh, Wanstead. Oh, my goodness. That, that's, um, that's not true. <laughs> no, it wasn't Wanstead. Uh, what's it? Wisenhunt? There you go. Got the, her. the quarterback. Friday afternoon. Sorry. Yeah, but still. I mean, he got the Cardinals to the Super Bowl. He did. Um, you know, and we were, you know, an interception return and a, and a, and a toe from no, winning. And honoring his memory, a lot of that had to do with uh, Denny Green as well. A lot of those were Denny Green players. And and and. and and even Denny Green, that was when the new stadium opened up. Denny, Denny Green brought in um, Kurt Warner. Denny Green drafted Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald yeah. and birthed him, I think. Yeah, and, and so I, I totally agree with you guys that the Kime hire and the, and the Arians hire were, were kind of backed in. Because we wrote a story, at, but that's part of the charm of the NFL, though. Brady was a seventh round draft pick. Like you know, it's just it's you just don't know. You know what I mean? It's or like there was that. My big thing is that there was that draft class of like I'm a big Joe Flacco guy, mm-hmm. but like there was that draft class like Joe Flacco, Matt Ryan, Mark Sanchez, all those guys, and Flacco was like guy nobody was talking about. And I was like, I, I kind Delaware of Delaware State or even Ben Roethlisberger, right? You know, if you want to go there, he yeah, was the but, number one pick, and it's <laughs> let's not go. There. But no, but I just mean out of those, you know, because it was a big year because four rookies were starting, you know, throughout yeah. the NFL that year, and he was the guy nobody was talking about, and I just had that feeling like I kind of sort of think this is going to not go the way that you guys think it's going to go. Yeah. And, yeah, Matt Ryan's been a very good regular season quarterback. But, like, I think if you were to measure that all up, Joe Flacco's kind of the guy who nobody really yeah. expected and, and sort of, you know. So that is part of the charm of the NFL, be it, like, on, on the field or off the field. Like, these things just sort of get backed into that way. You know, it is sort of part of the fun of the game, I think, like, overall. Oh, yeah. And you can't predict. It's like every other draft. I think the NFL has more projection than, say, baseball does. Sure. I mean, even basketball at this point, because you're still drafting kids that only have one year of college. Well, you go straight to pros, whereas baseball, you're going to be in the minors for five, six years. Maybe. I do find that interesting because about baseball versus like, but yeah, like football. Football's relatively consistent. Like you pretty much you might get out of college a year early <laughs> to go to the draft, but for the most part, you're pretty much you're pretty much gone with like the the the, yeah. the same amount of experience, give or take. I mean, like like a Mike Trout, best player in the world, got drafted out of college. He was still in the minors for. Four years or so. Mm-hmm. Sure. Before so he it's, made it it's up. very different. Like, or then you different. get the yes, Monty Tomas, and he doesn't. But, but he uh, was already, he's like 42. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're going to find his birth certificate and realize he's 42. But then there's the, you know, uh, Jamarcus Russells of the NFL. Yeah, who, for sure. Who, who failed. himself out of the league. <laughs> I mean, you know, and you never know what it's going to be. And, uh, or oh, that's actually... Or the Tyran to, Matthew is that, the other sort of success That's story. a decent segue into something I find interesting is a guy like RG3 who's gone to the Browns now. A guy whose rookie season was like through six interceptions the whole year, went to the playoffs, and crap. I mean, like, that. if you just look at that rookie season, oh, yeah, you'd think, like, th- we they found, they've cracked yeah. the code. Washington's going to, you know, whereas now Kirk Cousins kind of looks like a more traditional, like, holy shit, you know, like Aaron Rodgers kind of quarterback, but... But, like, RG3 is another guy that after that rookie season, it just... I blame the infrastructure in Washington for misusing him. I blame him. the infrastructure of his body. 
I yeah sure, but but I but they also I also think that they oh, misled yeah, him largely into being like oh you're yeah, pretty you good know, yeah, yeah. you know you know you know he did have some injuries which which right which but, I, but changed what I, what's happened but it, like we had talked about the evolution yeah the running quarterback we kind of got to that earlier and and that's kind of gone away because defenses and the thing about the NFL is how good they are at adapting yeah. to what works and that's why like the run and shoot the mobile quarterback doesn't work in the long run in the NFL because you have Big grown yeah. men who can run very fast. There are like fast. a couple of guys who've Unless made. Unless you're it. Like Cam Newton, who's the same size as a linebacker. Yeah, but you know, but, but there's a couple of guys. Small, right? In the history, in the history of the <laughs> NFL, hourglass. You just RG three's got an hourglass. You do get, you do get those weird <laughs> exceptions to the rule, like a Michael Vick or a. But they're big and bad. Right, or like a or <laughs> or a or a Donovan McNabb, who you know yeah. can. But the thing is, they don't like Donovan McNabb. What I love about watching him is he didn't overuse it. It's like you'd always forget about it, and suddenly he would just, you know, take it off, and you know, but uh, and and Cam Newton, I think they expect it, but like you said, he's six four, he's like a trend. What are you gonna do? You know, like you, you yeah, know, Cam Newton. Even bad. like a Ben Roethlisberger is sneaky quick. And six eight. Strangely, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he gets all that practice chasing. Women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Women in the bathrooms, but God, I can't tell. They're quick. Or a face plant into a windshield. Co-eds are quick. <laughs> but, oh, God, I hate that man. The 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 adjustment though, the defensive have made yeah. and you know the Cardinals are a great example I mean that's why they have that money linebacker now yeah Deion, it's Deion. right yeah. it's, it's because you need that guy who's big and quick and he just can shadow that yeah he's basically a, the Cam Newton of defensive players exactly and and they and that's what they did in that first year of RG3 what is it three years ago now yeah, four, uh, four years I think four had um, yeah, you know the, he had three full years I guess before this one and so this is going into his fourth year yeah yeah it's changed and it's gone back to the pocket um, a passer because, again, when you have guys that are disciplined, adults, it's not the college game, so you don't have yeah. kids coming out of high school where sometimes they get too overly aggressive because that's what they, they, they really rely on in some of these offenses. Uh, you, you know, you bring everything one way and then you go the other way and you end it. Um, it's, it's just changed. I think the dynamic has changed. And even McNabb all the time, they always said, well, we're trying to get him to be more in the pocket because we don't want to get hurt and he's got to make things happen here. And I think the same thing happens with 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 Robert Griffin, and and yeah. I think he's also he knows that, and he can't move so much, and but I but he I, got into a lot of trouble because he tried to run when he shouldn't have. Yeah, but they but were starting also, to adjust to him, and he wasn't adjusting to I don't that. Think he can, he knows the plays well. Right, but but, but my he thing relied on his legs. Well, no, that's true though. No, it's, no, it's but same no, with Kaepernick. But I fully stand. They oh, just I, came out and said they don't know the playbook. I fully well. stand by. I think that the infrastructure of the Redskins failed him as a player. Like they, they didn't, didn't guide him correctly, and they didn't. Because they did just sort of let him, like, it worked the first year, and then, like, after his injuries, they're like, you're probably good to go, right? You know what I mean? I just don't think that they nurtured him correctly. And then I think they tried to put it all on him when it kind of went bad, and, yeah. you know, I don't think that's well, really so hard for us, I think. It was you Mike know, Shanahan. Yeah, I mean, Coaching Mike Shanahan or Jay Gruden. Just doesn't you know? work. Coaching from the tag yeah. Oh, my goodness, that's a good one, and it's probably true. I mean, he's, he is the George Hamilton of the NFL. <laughs> but, um, but, I, but I sort of hope that... That Griffin can can rebound because I also think the Browns like we complain as Cardinals fans like the Browns deserve like you know what I mean like they're just like man that's a franchise like you just can't help but feel like if they if they were to just like win a Super Bowl would anybody really be mad for them I would just, now I mean you can't until like the Cavaliers won that you can't until you've met someone from Cleveland and then you're all no fuck you <laughs> but no I just mean it's like an NFL like I get it like from the store it's like you, you know it's sort of yeah they have point. the Ohio State University why do they need a pro team. Yeah. I mean, they're paid anyway. The Ohio State University. Stop calling it that. But I, but I think, but I think RG three could, Meyer. you know, like I think McNabb maybe. Other than McNabb was built a little differently, I think that may be the best comparison that like a guy like RG three could hope for in the future. Like that maybe is what he could. Don- be. Fran Tarkington. Sure. But Don- no, Randall Cunningham. Dante I'll, Culpepper. Yeah. A trio of Vikings. I'll just never forget that. Like there's, it was two thousand two. Was that NFC Championship game against the Packers? It was that fourth and nineteen that McNabb pulled off. Yeah. yeah, and one of the I mean it's one it's still to this day one of the best things I've ever seen happen in a football you know it's just like it's kind of just that NFL magic and I think that like I, I remember that first season that, that Griffin was playing and I thought like I saw some of that in him and I just hope that that's not like over yeah, you know? the thing is the guy, guy's got the, the arm to be a pocket quarterback so if yeah. someone can just but also them, like if you can just be killer. smart about it he's got a killer arm be dynamic you know like yeah. when when it calls for it like again Russell Wilson I think is one of the smartest quarterbacks I've seen. You know, just so when you say killer arm, let me ask you: Do you mean his accuracy or his velocity? Both. 
he had it, he was able to hit guys down the seam on pretty tight. Again, guys. six interceptions that whole first yeah, season. Yeah, so like I'm he, saying his. I'd say uh, the power on his throws were what people raved about, but his accuracy. I mean, for a rookie season, throw, six interceptions. Throwing that's it? on the run as well was pretty good. If, if you could develop him into a quarterback, that should, that would translate. You know, because you're not talking about a guy like Joe Flacco where he clearly has like unquestionably. And he's eight and a half feet tall. Yeah, one of the best. <laughs> one of the best. Just deep. You know, like he yeah. can just like again. Aside from the like two hail marys that Rodgers did last year, you know, you look at like again a guy like that's not where like I know what you're saying with yeah. Griffin is like he does secretly sort see. Of, over the line. I think, you know, there's a point that we're making here. You know, that, you know, Carson Palmer's a tall guy. He, you know, you might not think it. Oh, ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, they're all very tall. You know who's not tall? Michael Bidwell. Tall. Oh, you could say Michael Bidwell. Yeah, but what's, what's Russell Wilson? <laughs> and shorter than me, and he's still, you know what I mean? No, like, Russell no, Wilson's, no, Russell Wilson's 5'11". He's 5'11". And he's pretty half. damn short. He's short for a quarterback. He's yeah. damn short for a quarterback. Yeah. Hell, d- and there's always exceptions to the rule. Yeah, for sure. But, but okay. So I, so I just, I just thought that was like, I'm interested to see how that plays out because I think that's a dude that deserves. Rock, yeah, rock. Yeah. They Mike, say Cam Newton's six five. Russell Wilson's five eleven. My gut would Pretty say that short. it's not going to work out only because he's in Cleveland. Yeah, but let's say he has a decent season with Cleveland, right? Like parlays that. Parlay can parlay that. Else. Or what the hell? Maybe he's what Cleveland needs. Who knows? But like. But and you got you love Robert Griffin the third. I, I do. I really <laughs> did. I did. So I, I, have a, I, have I was a, real sad when he went to Cleveland. I, I thought cl- there were better options. I have a very close friend from Waco, which is where Baylor is located. I'm gonna start she calling always, Ryan Ryan Scott the third. She was, <laughs> she was always a big fan of Baylor until I forwarded her to that thing about that Baylor player beating that dog, and oh, she's yeah. a big dog lover. Done. She's done with him. Sure. But no, my thing is I like. He's the, probably a shitty person Baylor solely based on the fact that he went to Baylor at this point. But I like I like I like the drama of football. I don't have a team, and I was really I was so invested in that, and I loved like the style. It was and it was new and interesting yeah. too, you know. And, and it just and it just had like this just shitty, just sort of like you know punctuation at the end of it. And it like, would be, oh, his knee fell off. Yeah. Like, oh. Well, again, like like we were talking about right before the podcast. Speaking started, of, if you like drama. I'm pretty sure the Vikings are still looking for Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> oh, on the practice Christ. field. So again, another team that's like just the one. You're so set up for success, and then now Teddy Bridgewater is like out of the equation. Someone they can sent a pre- stiff wind in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and maybe that's a decent segue into the whole San Francisco 49ers quarterback situation, and we can oh, talk what about the hell is that? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, because Christian Ponder might get cut over over Colin Kaepernick is yeah. You know, oh, that's so what you can I've go heard. back to Minnesota. Continue not playing well. Yeah, yeah. What the hell are we we're talking, talking about? about weak, we're talking about weak arms, Alex Smith. Alex, he makes Alex Smith look like Joe Montana. Well, he does, but Christian Ponder was one of those guys who just like, God, how did you get this far? Like you watch him play, it's just. And like, seriously, with all these quarterback questions all around the league, how crappy does Tim Tebow feel right now that he goes, oh, I'm gonna try baseball? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I don't know about the team. It, he's been out. I, I honestly think it was two years ago. He'd have, it's just he's been out too long. Now. Well, but he proved a lot of people wrong with that baseball tryout because everyone said that the reason he wasn't a good quarterback is he threw the football like a baseball. He had a windup. He proved at that tryout that he, he also no, doesn't know how to throw a baseball. Yeah. So. Good on you, Tebow. <laughs> uh, you hit one home run, Tebow. All know, right. I want to know where God is. Give Tebow all the crap you want. That was one of the most exciting seasons. Like when he was oh, yeah. being that was one of that was like just some. Th- if you talk about like enjoying like thrilling football, those games were those like nine or ten games or whatever that was. I, my dad is a friend who's a Broncos fan, and yeah. he still swears to this day that they never should have gotten rid of Tebow. And what I keep trying to convince him is that, yeah, those he he pulled those games out. Angels in the outfield. Tony Danza was lifting him on angels yeah. wings out of that place, but. What no one realizes is that if they had a halfway competent quarterback, they would have won all those games like thirty to eight. <laughs> um, those were close because of Tim Tebow. Yeah, because Tim Tebow was your quarterback. I, I don't know. I, I just saying they were excited. Yeah. Like, oh no, for, for sure. Because you know, he'd go like three and thirty for the whole game, yeah. and then ten minutes left in the fourth quarter, and he's just. Yeah. Dink, I dink, think that dink, Jets game dink, was dink. like one of the most exciting. Speaking of Ed McCaffrey, who I brought up yeah. earlier. I'm pretty sure he played uh, in one of those games. All right, so let's. So what? All right, now look at Tim. Tebow. All right, so the Kaepernick thing. I get so tired of this drama around football that has nothing to do with football, but, like, played like shit. You know, last year, I mean, just, like, played, yeah. like, absolute dog shit. You know, you go from being, playing in an incredibly exciting Super Bowl and having, like, a, a Cinderella season to having a good season to just being dog shit. 
And then now all everybody cares about is he, for what he considered to be valid reasons, didn't want to stand during the national anthem. Like, and that's all anybody can talk about. Like, so I don't. Where do you guys fall on it? Like, what's your deal on it? It, it as, as far as his protest goes. So I guess just I mean, you know, I think like if I say the else. words Colin Kaepernick to you, what do you? <laughs> you know, I say, you know, crappy quarterback. At least he's doing something. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I'd say he's, he's not a hollow gesture. He just pledged like a million dollars of his salary from this year to yeah. various organizations to benefit the causes that he's fighting for. Yeah. I'd say, hey, I think what he said was correct. But I don't know, a bunch of veterans stood up for him. Yeah, veterans, too. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is I think a lot of people who got mad at him have that sort of hollow patriotism. It's the Where they can cling to the flag and they can right. cling to never forget. But my thing is yeah, Donald I, Trump my and say, I'm a, patri- I'm a patriot because but, America. But my immediate thing... <laughs> because like, troops. Yeah. And but my immediate it. thing was like, guys, it's like... Yes, it is traditional to stand up at a football game if you're playing, but I'm like, you have the right in this country. Like, that's yeah. one of our founding principles is that you can... Like if he just if he didn't even if he didn't have a good reason if he just wanted to sit and not but he actually did in his mind whether or not you agree have a reason yeah you know like we don't have to so I I, I just thought the whole thing got so blunt like in my mind I was like why is this even that big yeah of a, and I heard a lot of sports people talking about how well if it was such a good idea why aren't other players backing him up and now it turns out they are but also people overlook the fact that there's actually a very strong tradition of national anthem protests especially among black athletes protesting sure. inequality in America Jackie Robinson. Who was actually an ardent Republican? Yeah, <laughs> um, refused to stand during the national anthem on occasion. There was a myriad of Olympic protests that took place during the national anthem from decorated black athletes, and so yeah, yeah it, no, no. So it, I, it's a tradition that he's continuing. It's not like something he yeah. just decided to do. It, this is a very well worn. Yeah, th- but it's just like there's peaceful like, protest. It's just unfortunate there's like some random douchebaggery surrounding him, so everyone just throws it in that folder. That's, that's but, another thing I didn't get is Colin Kaepernick. Of, of, as far as football players go, dude's never been in trouble. Yeah, not really in trouble. He's got just, a lot of tattoos yeah. and funny hair. So yeah, people, people like just, to ascribe. You know what's weird about it is like it just seemed like he started not playing well, and then everybody just found reasons not to like him. Yeah. And like you know, whereas I still am like I wouldn't mind if he just got traded somewhere and started playing well again. And I was like, he's an NFL football player. I probably don't like him as a person based on that. Sure. I was not a big fan of most of the high school football players in my high school, so that's probably. But as far as the protest goes and stuff, I'm not going to judge him on that. He's just. He's staging a peaceful protest. The thing is, people, especially in the climate we have right now, inequality in America and protests, one person throws a glass bottle and they said, oh, they're all violent. They complain that they're violent. Now a guy does a peaceful protest, and that's not that's not good either. It's like you yeah. can't you can't argue against one okay. and then... So we're all more or less on the same page. Yeah, I mean, and I want to clarify, though, because, you know, I kind of said crappy quarterback, and I want to no. clear that up. I mean... I think he's another one of those guys that we had talked about who either is was too mobile. He, that's what he got along on on, on yeah. extending plays. That's what you said about RG three? Yeah. Well, there was that tremendous, that just tremendous playoff game with him against the Packers, where he ran for like three hundred yards and then also like threw. It was just like yeah, and, madness. Like and, and yeah, that's just not sustainable. No, and it's not. You know, and, like, and as far as his protest goes, like you guys have said, I think we're all on the same page with it. And I want to take it just one step further because we also, you know, we we have sports on this side, but we're also, get, you know, people, I think, that are somewhat politically aware. Sure, sure. And there's been the overreaction, again, because I'm an old guy. Um, I'm the old one in the room. So, you know, I remember the early 70s, okay? So, so back in your the day. way things were different. I've read about where, those. Yeah, I, I know you guys were <laughs> People wore bell bottoms, but... Mm-hmm. You know, after after Watergate, after the Vietnam War, and the way things were different. Before disco. There was that whole, yeah, oh, God, before disco. But <laughs> um, there was a different feel where people weren't, especially police and military, weren't celebrated automatically because of the job that they did. Okay? It was, yeah, we know that police have to be here. We know the military has to be here, and we support those people when they have to do these jobs we don't like. But this, the, the like Wayne said, the knee-jerk regular patriotism for patriotism's sake, saying, you know, oh, why is America great? Because, look. Because it's America. Because we are. Because, yeah. you know, and, and, and the idea that the flag represents our military or the flag represents our peace or that the military itself guarantees us our freedom, which I hear way too often, because we guarantee our own freedom um, in this country. The military doesn't. The military stops foreign people from invading us, possibly. The last time that was a risk 
was more than 60 years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. So, you know, all these wars that they fight, you know, hey, I, you give credit for them going where they go and doing what they do. But it's not to protect my right to petition. That's, or, or, or to, or to, to yeah, enter into sure. a protest. That's somebody else. And so I, I kind of get the feeling that even in what I've heard from talk radio, especially in sports, especially today, because of what we talked about changed um, from last night's game. Um, and, 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 you know, Kaepernick's last preseason game and maybe his last game this year. Who knows? If he goes somewhere else, he's probably not going to start. And he's probably not going to start with the 49ers. He's not going to start. I start. don't think he's going to start with the 49ers. I think. But it's changed. Yeah. It, it has changed, I think, in somewhat of the, of the way people are talking about so that we don't have to see these things at games where it goes, all right, stand up and, you know, whoever is a, you know, a police officer, let's clap for him. And, and then the next week you hear... Well, you know, this, this, this police officer got busted, you know, stealing meth or raping a kid. And the whole point Horrible. is that we're all the same. Everyone has the ability to make mistakes, to do the right things or the wrong things. And I think that sometimes is also that goes back to Kaepernick and his debate is, are you ever going to make it so that every single policeman is perfect? You know, you're always going to have one or two racist police officers out there who do the wrong thing. Now, we have to try to get rid of them as fast as we can we because they're in a position of, of, of protection. We also have to keep shedding a light on it. Just because right. you can't fully ever fix a problem doesn't mean you need to stop right. worrying about it altogether. Right, and that's I think, though, that blanket that. idea since that has grown since September 11th, it came back, and that's where I started this whole conversation was, it was different when I was a kid where nobody did that blanket thing, especially to authority and politicians and policemen and the military. It was always, for what you, this, this individual has done, you can, you can give them credit because they are good. But I'm not saying the whole police force is good because people understood at some point it's the troops that it's not. Them. Yeah, right. Support the troops. And so hopefully we get back a little bit sure. to more of that. And then what Wayne said is that you keep focusing on the fact that when you're in either in the military or in police or in public service in any way, whether you're a politician or not, um, it has to be judged upon those persons' accomplishments or failures. And so you praise the ones that, that do great, and you really criticize, roundly criticize those right. who don't. And and if we start talking about that instead of what's happened since September 11th, which has always been, oh, you're a police officer, so you've got to be awesome, or you're in the Army, so you've got to be great, and as we know with Abu Ghraib and all these other things that happen, it's not always that way, and that's okay. Yeah. Right. But we have to fix it. And I think that discussion, I think, has reached more people. And it's become, you know, maybe that you don't talk about that because you just talk about football. And why I think it's important for us to talk about it even in this podcast is because it is greater than saying, well, is Kaepernick not a patriot or is should he, he be thrown he back? Is he a terrorist or is he an American? Yeah, and you see right. all these conservative yeah, sites that painted it with his whole, girlfriend. That's the whole problem is it's a, it's a black and white conversation when it really falls in the gray. Or know, his girlfriend know? supposedly, I'd seen, you know, and I can't get this because I never, I didn't investigate it myself because it comes from these alt-right groups yeah. that claim that he was dating a girl who's a Muslim and so she's inspiring his anti-government beliefs, you know, True or not, I These don't are know. From the same people who said, who said our president is also a Muslim, and oh, yeah, yeah, and and you know, and, and and who knows where it comes from. But if he's instilling, if he's making more discussions like this one we just spent five minutes on happen, when they usually would be talking about sports, then you know he's he's done more than that million dollars he donated. And, and when he has spoken about it, he seems sincere. He doesn't seem to me. He doesn't like strike me as a guy say what doing you, it for attention. Yeah, he doesn't strike you know because like, he did it twice when he wasn't in uniform. He said and no, one, one, no, and no one noticed. Right, and that's the thing. He, and he, he didn't call attention to it. He said he plenty of attention on himself, so he wasn't trying to like no. just draw more. I don't think. Yeah. All right, so as we're winding down here, guys, let's just go through some rapid fire. Let's go. Just like, yeah, yeah, just rapid fire us. No, no, but I just mean like some quick things. like just some Word quick... association. All right. Uh, Brady is going to, I believe the suspension. Bunch. Right. Oh, no. I believe Brady Sorry. went down to three games, I believe the suspension is down to now. But he's missing the Cardinals. He's missing the Cardinals. Uh, how badly do we think that hurts the Patriots' chances this year? Or like overall, is he is thir- 39 years old. Is he going to hit that wall? Like, where are we at? I, I, I think they're still going to make the playoffs. I think they could win a game or two with... Garoppolo, Garoppolo, <laughs> the Italian stallion, and uh, <laughs> and then once Brady comes back, I don't know. I he didn't appear to be letting up at all last year, so I have no reason to believe that yeah. he's going. But to again, there is that weird steep drop off, though. You know, where you do just all of a sudden have a year. Yeah, or, and it could know, happen. Could I just happen. Don't, I don't Me, know. but they've got ASU's own DJ Foster on that team now. 
Sure. So, All right, John, where do you So think? they're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he went covered him Chaparral in high, high school. Covered him in high school. <laughs> oh, yeah, did you? No, uh, Saguaro High School. Oh, he went to Saguaro? Yeah. That's my. Uh, that's where I graduated from. I just. Yeah. Don't I agree. I think. I think. Pat, I think ago. the Pats go one and two without him. I think Brady comes back. Has a small drop off. I think they go ten and ten and six. Yeah. Uh, as I'll now. say this now on the podcast: Patriots don't make the playoffs this year. I think Belichick is is hot take. <laughs> well, you know. No, we I'm actually curious. Well, Sell it to Jay Moore. You know. Yes, uh, sir. <laughs> No, I'm way curious. So they don't make no, it. I just, I think, I think that you know. So who some takes of the, moves, the division? Bills, Jets, or Dolphins? You know, they traded. Um, uh, who floats to the top of that dumpster fire? Bills. <laughs> yeah. They very, very close. Tyrod Taylor. I mean, he's a good game. They player. can because of the division they play in. I mean, uh, but you know, you make it on. I've taken it on just a few of the, of the, of of of, of the deals that I've seen. Uh, what Chandler Jones has come to the Cardinals, right? Mm-hmm. We said um, we. Sent, we <laughs> I don't know about that. that was, I don't know about that. That's been article about. Should we just spike the ball and call it, it good? In case the Cardinals suck, actually made a very good point. Uh, he said we've got Robert Kentichi jump fell out of a window. Good weed here. And then uh, that was Chandler Jones. Seriously, so one, that was one of the funniest in. things ever. I can't like that was so good. Um, <laughs> well, you know MMJ, um, but. You know, I think, you know, those moves, uh, they got Jonathan Cooper. He's hurt again, right? He's not going to play for them. I think their offensive line is a little susceptible. I think, you know, if Gronk goes down, they got nobody um, to really kind of handle that. But can you underestimate the Patriots' ability to have someone's name you've never heard of at the beginning of the season emerge as a threat? That happens every year with them. It's not a coincidence that Bill Belichick looks a lot like Ursula from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, you see, again, I'm the old guy, and I remember what his first stint in coaching at, with the Cleveland Browns. Sure. And, and But, you know, to say he has he learned, learned a lot, a lot and do. it's a lot different, but, you know, Yeah, he learned due. that if you slice your hand and let your blood drip into a fire while chanting an old incantation, then you can be good. Well, hey, I mean, that's what, how Robert Kraft got his money. Or, no. All right, so so we're... All right, rapid fire. No, Moving on. No, no, Move no, on, rapid No, fire. so the general consensus is Pats may, may not make the playoffs, probably not going to be as dominant as usual. I'd say that's... General consensus? General consensus. Bing! Okay, Andrew Luck, is he going to kind of step out of the hump? Because I think Colts could be the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl contention this year. You know, like everything else, I tried to make this point earlier, I think. You never know what's going on. You never really know, especially like we learned with Arians, the, the, the injury report is like half times a lie. You don't know what goes on in the locker room. I think Luck was hurt last year. I think he comes back and has a better year. I of agree. course, everything is injury. I think his beard's going to make the Pro Bowl. The beard. <laughs> beard's going to make the Pro Bowl. No, but I, I think the Colts are going to emerge as a Super Bowl contender early, and I, and I think that Luck's going to just kill it this season. Could be the first Amish Super Bowl winning quarterback. I also think Luck is going to. I also think Luck is going to throw more interceptions than we would like Favre style, just kind of like slinging it, slinging it. But I think it's going to ultimately work out. And the first wooden Super Bowl trophy, if you <laughs> sure, the Amish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Fire Bra- Brady's haircut. <laughs> uh, he Dude. looks like a preacher at my church when he I was looks a kid. so first day of kindergarten. You need right to get now. him a Tommy Bahama shirt and some corduroy pants and some no, Arkansas socks. He never will look as worse as when he won that first Super Bowl. That's true. Um, Bieber, was that? What, oh my! No, no that the Bieber was, was later. Um, it was pretty bad. It was like that '80s part in the yeah, middle. Yeah, it looked pretty bad. The thing is, and we can talk as as much shit on it as we want, <laughs> but. The dude married Giselle. Yeah, yeah. well, she, I mean, you know, supermodels Who makes more money than him, which is yeah, hard to super, say. Supermodels aren't smart, okay? So, you <laughs> I'll know. take... Blanket statement! <laughs> uh, you know, and if you like if you like anorexic chicks, then, you know, she's probably fine. Right. But so no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, the Tom Brady commercial where he walks into a room, they take him in, and he go, opens the door, and there's a black bed in there, and they go, you need anything else? And he's like... I think I got everything I want. Okay, that's well, enough said. You want to know why? That's going to be the Patriots season this year. I think Tom Brady still realizes that, hey, I was like a fringe college quarterback, seventh round pick. He's always got that chip on his shoulder. And not even chip. I, I look at it the opposite way. And he's just like, look what I have now. Yeah. And every day is a dream for him. He was like, oh, I'm married to a Brazilian Super Bowl. I've got all these Super Bowl rings. How the hell did this happen? I, don't I know. wipe my ass with $100 bills and it's not a problem. Oh, let's go to Supercats like and get Belichick. my hair done. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, surprise team. Any surpri- any, anyone you think is going to surprise us this year? Ooh, uh, I'll start us out. I think it's going to be the Browns or the Buccaneers. 
I'll go with Buccaneers because not. I just. I, I. don't think it's in the Browns. Jameis Winston, Vincent Jackson. They got that new. They've got a lot of talent. They got. All, I think. But I think the Bucks have been. Even if you go back to. Uh, damn it! Who was that quarterback like three or four years ago who wound up going to the Minnesota? Um, but I, I think the Bucks have had every piece there for like four or five years, and I think this might be the year where they finally yeah, like. Never underestimate the power of Florida to ruin your life. No shit. But I think that. The Bucks could be it. Too. I think power of Florida to ruin your life. Florida <laughs> totally is the true. Ar- it's the Arizona of the East Coast. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> I think and and, and we're kindred have, spirits. We've got a lot of racists, a lot of sweat. And it hasn't been discussed much, but the curse of Don Shula, I think, exists in, in Miami. John, do you have a spread in the team that you think? No, I don't. And I and and surprise, I don't have one. Yeah, I mean because I think it's the thing with with all sports, and you know, it's the common thing to talk about a surprise team. But you'll know who that surprise team is in week three, I think. Week That's three, true. week four. It's my surprise team, the Alouettes. Yeah. You know, I think that <laughs> would be nice if we started. in the NFL. They should start, you know, bringing that in and Mexico. And, you know, right. if we want to bring us together as, but in a, Mexico, it's just as North America. <laughs> Two last questions. Do the Lions become a more well-rounded team without Calvin Johnson so they actually have yes. folks on the full team? Yes. I would hope so. Okay. But I don't think it has much to do with Calvin Johnson, I don't think. I, You know, I think that's it's it might be... Place that way, but I just think the Lions are maturing, yep. and you know I, I believe in Stafford for as much shit as he gets. Yeah, I think he's a talented quarterback. I think mm. they just called well. I don't know whether yeah. he's going to make good decisions. Yeah, I, I think record, I think Stafford's been a victim of coaching more than his own bad arm at times. It's not easy to play NFL quarterback. Good God, no. I mean, John, I think you know. Speaks from experience. Yeah, I mean, just look at me. I mean, uh, I never played it because no, I'm you not got, smart enough. I thought you got. I thought you got a couple snaps in Did after you have Max a Hall. Stint with the Oilers. <laughs> the yeah. Cardinals brought you in after Max Hall. Yeah, I I, I, I slipped Max Hall a, a Mickey and after, just put his uniform on. They didn't know it was me. After Max got his head knocked off, they're like, "All right, we want to go somewhere a little taller." All right, and a little but seriously, taller. no, but, go ahead. Yeah. But seriously, I think you know we talked about it earlier. I, it might have been even before the podcast started, but. You really have to have brain power, and I think that's why you're able to play football as a quarterback longer, sure. um, because you don't have to move very much. So you're you, all you have to do is keep throwing, and as long as you have a head on your shoulders, sure. you can be there. And I think it plays into the strength of those quarterbacks that get better. Right. Um, and it's only until their body totally gives up, or they have no more knees, okay. or they. Well, have I mean, no look more. at Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. His main, his, the Bills seemed like his only chance. They gave up on him years ago, and teams just keep coming back. But Fitzpatrick, I also think he's a Harvard man. Talent, talent, and, and brains, and just wrong situation. Yeah, and, then and he's, now he's, yeah. he's a Harvard man. He's a smart guy, mm. I would assume. All right, one real like yes or no question, and then okay. we move on to the big. All right, uh, Broncos fall from grace this yeah, year. Absolutely. Yes, I say yes. Uh, if grace means a losing record, no. But they'll they be right on the five. I don't think they're making the playoffs. Yeah. I th- you know, they might, depending on what happens. I mean, that my defense, prediction's nine and seven. That oh, that's defense, my surprise. That's my surprise. Raiders. No shit. What? Yeah. But you know, back to the Broncos, that defense is so awesome. Yeah. And they haven't lost much from it, like we talked about. Yeah. Those games that Tim Tebow won, back in those days, the defense All was defense, better than defense, that. Yeah, yeah. And they don't need anybody decent. That's true. Okay. All right. And then Super Bowl pick. If you got one. Packers. I, I have Packers in my mix. I have the Cardinals, Panthers, Seahawks, Packers, Colts, and Ravens in the mix. I take it between the Colts and the Packers. I think someone's going to jinx the Cardinals. I was about to say Colts-Packers. I mean, I mean, the Cardinals should make it there because they're so deep on both sides of the ball. Should. But I can't say it because, you know, we've Cardinals. all been disappointed. I told, you. I told you. So I would go with Green Bay if somebody mm-hmm. forced me. And Carson Palmer's never proven he can win in the playoffs. I just don't think. I think he can do really well in the regular season. My, 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 my pick is Colts-Packers, and I think the Packers take the, to take the, take the Super Bowl. I would say, you know, maybe the Ravens uh, to face up against. Uh, yeah, but I also do think, yeah, that's my other, I don't want to say it because I think it, but I do think that Joe Flacco's going to bounce back from that ACL and just. Yo, Flacco! But he's also going to come back and say, because everyone's like, oh, why'd you pay him all that much money? And I do think this year he's going to be like, this is why. And so I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go against the grain here and say Patriots again. Patriots are going to. The Patriots but always hard to rule it. it out. Patriots always win it in those years when you're like, who's going to win this Hard year? to rule it and out. And they're just like, oh, yeah, we're you mean still every the fucking year? Patriots. We're still the fucking Patriots over here. I've been watching football religiously for 14 years, and I think that the Patriots have been in like 11 AFC championship yeah, and, games. And the thing was, is they were awful before that. Like yeah, they were yeah. not. They did not have a good franchise history joke. before. No, I know. And again, yeah. you could give some of that to Bill. Uh, no, Bill you know, Parcells. yeah, he sacrificed Drew Bledsoe. And, and I was gonna say good. Drew Bledsoe. Drew before. Bledsoe lost like eight quarts of blood on the field, and some of it splashed into Tom Brady's eye, and then he became great. 
I watched that game. I'm pretty sure that's exactly how it All right, how and welcome to the Conspiracy Theories <laughs> Podcast with Wayne. Um, I saw it happen. All right, guys, any final thoughts as we're wrapping up? No, hey, this was really fun. I hope everybody enjoyed it as much as we did because I want to do it again. Uh, Go Texans! All right, all right. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. We'll, we'll do more sports podcasts, whether we can get this going, and we'll try to get some 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 guests at some point. And too. it's... Uh, it's not a coincidence that Arizona might pass its first legalized recreational weed law, and we brought in all those new players. Sure. So. All right. Well, thank you very much, everyone. We will be back next week with the Modern Times Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And smoke them if you got them. Smoke them if you got them, everybody.